Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeed it is. This is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, I gotta I gotta admit, every time I hear Ben Buckland do that intro. It, cold chills? Yeah, I mean the hair sta- <laughs> the hair on my arm stands up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, no doubt, big, no doubt. Big Ben is pretty awesome. People that are listening probably don't know don't know him, but man, that guy is a freaking legend around here in the yes. uh, Oklahoma City area, and even up in the Tulsa area. Um, I was say Tulsa, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, he he did an awful lot of uh, he does an awful lot of high school football, an awful lot of uh, pro hockey. In an awful lot of uh, race cars, dirt, dirt yes, cars, yes, a, lot of, a lot of racing. He's huge in the racing circuit for and, sure. And I'm just telling you, it's when when you hear that, when you hear him sit there and he's like, "This is the WCHL," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I listened to a couple podcasts, and uh, they they do good. They have cool little intros and all that, but I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it holds a candle to ours, that's for well, sure. Well, there you go. There you go. I love it. Well, hey, Andrew, welcome. Welcome. Back. You know, we should have hit record about 20 minutes ago. Uh, um, we had a great conversation before this, didn't we? That, 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 you know, maybe we should do that. The podcast behind the podcast, the behind the scenes <laughs> yeah. podcast where all the F-bombs are flowing and yes, the truth yeah. is flowing. <laughs> You'd have to have the little E beside it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, there's nothing that gets you going by but a couple of hockey games. And uh, we had some hockey that got started up here this past week. And uh, yes, thank God it's after, back. After a month, thank God it's back, right? Yep. The sprint is on to uh, to, to nationals. And uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready to talk? We've, we've kind of missed I, you here for a little bit. I, I am ready to go here. All right. Uh, well, let's let's start with with some games that didn't get going, and that was um, Niagara was supposed to play at Colorado State this past weekend, and those games were canceled. And uh, you know this Omicron surge is going on throughout the nation. It seems like we're it's waning a little bit, at least from current news reports. Yeah. Um, but it canceled Niagara's flights. Southwest, uh, their flights, I guess, from Buffalo to the Denver area were canceled so niagara could not make it out to fort collins and those games were canceled yeah it's getting the best of everybody right now that's for sure now i'm gonna say i'm can do you do you allow me to to get on a soapbox for a quick sec no i thought you lived on it you know (laughs) when stuff goes sideways you have two choices right you can either myself up you can You when stuff goes sideways, you have two choices. You can either suck it up and try to make the best of a bad situation, and you know find an alternative, an mm-hmm. alternative solution. Yep. Or you can just kind of throw your hands up in the air and go, "Well, guess that's not going to happen." Yep. There's another team that we're going to talk about here that had their flights canceled on uh, last week due to COVID or due to staffing issues related to COVID. And that team found a way to get down to the Phoenix Tucson area. How about that? These Niagara guys, they just kind of pulled the chute and they said, mm, "Ain't gonna happen. Sorry, see you later." We're, we we didn't is, want to go to Colorado anyways. Apparently, it is it is a little further drive from Niagara to Colorado than uh, from one place to Arizona, right? Well, but uh, come on, these the, um, what I'm talking about is Minot State. Minot State was flying yeah. down to Arizona, and their flights from Minot to arizona were canceled on wednesday and those guys scrambled and they you know they they couldn't all get on the same plane like they were supposed to but half of them got to chicago and half of them got got to minneapolis and they found their way to phoenix they found a way to get it done now granted it was a day later but it was in time to play all three games that were scheduled and and ready to go right they were ready to go And and as we'll get to i mean they had a pretty good weekend down in there in arizona um niagara on the other hand, got told that oh, flights were canceled, and they just packed up their stuff and went home. 
Now, what I was told was that they were given the option to get flights out of New York City to, that would get them to Colorado, but the yeah. you know Buffalo to Niagara. I mean Buffalo to uh, um, uh, New York City is like an eight-hour drive, apparently. So that was a non-starter, and I'm just thinking to myself, man up and get a couple of passenger vans, rent them, drive to the New York City airport, and get on the plane and go. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's, and this is just me. This is just me. And if the Niagara guys are listening, and I'm sure they're probably not, but if they're listening, um, you know, I think it just it. I think it's the difference, Andrew, between uh, top teams that want to play yep. and teams that are just you know going through the motions. Yep, yep. You know, I know, uh, if you want to play, you'll find a way to play. That's right. That's right. Well, you and I, you and I kind of crossed that bridge a little bit last week, didn't we? You know? We did. And it's, you know, and it's a little, you know, free thinking outside the box. And hey, can we do this? Can we do that? Can can this be done? Can that be done? You know, just trying to exhaust all angles before you just throw in the hat and say this ain't going to happen, right? Yep. Yep. No. No, I get it that there are some schools where there's where the or some programs where the schools dictate how things are going to go. For instance, in the B Conference, Maryville, uh, you know, the school just told Maryville, the hockey team, no, you're shutting down for X number of days. Yeah. And, you know, there was no even ability to think outside the box or to find an alternative solution. Yeah, because they just said no dice. Because the school said, nope, we're shut down. That's period, end of story. And this is what we're doing. Um, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, Minot, top team. Top team, yep. one of the top teams in the nation, you know, uh, played for the national championship. What they've won two out of the last three, played mm-hmm. played in 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 another championship game, and um, you know they found a way. They they want to play hockey, and um, apparently the other team, uh, Niagara, for whatever reason, did not want to play hockey. Yeah. So that's just disappointing, and and All I could right, I could is. be totally wrong, but that's just that that's my take on it. And, um, you know, again, I could be totally 100% wrong. And if so, I'll, I'll, I'll take whatever blame or crow or whatever, whatever it is I got to say to, but it's, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't, it doesn't. And it, and it's, and it's not right. And it's unfair to the Colorado state because those kids showed up back on campus, you know, probably a week or so before they really should have knowing that they weren't going to play games this past weekend. Right. Yep. Yep. So now, I mean, you take, I mean, you take all, I mean, there's a lot of little moving parts into this past weekend with kids showing up early and, and all of this, you know, there's a lot of little moving parts and just to say, Hey, I can't get a flight. Sorry. Catch you next time. Like I said, I don't think that smell passes the smell test very well. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I guess I would, I would have a little bit more of uh, uh sympathy if it's, you know, Buffalo to, well, I don't. Let's say say a let's say a goofy uh, Buffalo to let's say Oklahoma City because yeah. neither one of them are hubs. Right. Then you're going to bounce around. It's going to make it tougher, right? Yeah. But you know what? You're going to Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver's a Denver. Anybody who's gone Denver. to the Denver airports knows that's a hub. Yeah, that's a hub for a lot of places. Right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Same thing with the same same thing with uh, what Minot went through. You know, they were going through Minneapolis and they had get this, had to get split up between Minneapolis and Chicago. They found a way. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I I probably said way too much. Um just uh, I'm just telling you how it how it appears uh, to the on the outside. I'm you know, I could be totally wrong and the um you know, and the Niagara guys were doing everything they possibly could to find a way to get there. Um, and, you know, I just don't know, but, um, yep. it just, there's just something I, I felt bad for the CSU guys, not, not, yeah, not awesome. because they showed up a week early because, uh, I felt bad for the coach that he kind of had to babysit a bunch of knuckleheads yeah. now, Yeah, them and their chickens. But, um, I wonder what they did with those chickens. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that to your imagination, Andrew. <laughs> um, I, I really haven't worried about it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anyways, it, that's what stood out to me about that series. That You know, we talked way too much about that series. It was canceled. We probably, my, my guess is we probably put more, we probably talked about it just now more than uh, the thought that was given to uh, trying to find alternate arrangements. But that's oh, just me oh, being oh. a... That's just me being an arrogant snot, so. That's all right. That's Whatever. All right. Someone's probably going to punch me at the tiki bar down in Naples next time. They... <laughs> oh, well. Hey, uh, we did oh, have well. games here in uh, here in the Oklahoma City area. Let's start there because there were some games here in the Oklahoma City area and then games out in the uh, Phoenix area. 
Yep. On Thursday night, Alabama traveled. They found a way to play. Uh, um, yes, they did. They came to UCO to play uh, UCO on Thursday night, and then they came to play uh, Andrew, your Oklahoma Sooners, on Friday and they Saturday. Did, they did. Yep, they did. They did. Yeah, and as you said, there were some. You you were without getting too into the weeds. You were having some, uh, or your Oklahoma program was having some COVID issues. Yes. And yep, we, like I said, we worked through it a little bit. We did. We did. And it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a small COVID issue, but it was an important COVID issue that we were dealing with. And yep. yeah, you know, just trying to, you know, trying to exhaust every angle and turn every rock over, just well, trying to figure out how to make it a go, right? Just it, in case. And how to make it a go and to do right by Alabama. Cause the last thing I wanted, as I said to you, was for us to pull the chute. Yes. And once those kids got on a bus and were heading to Oklahoma. Yes, yes. No, I, I, would, I would have felt awful, right? Absolutely want, do not want that to happen. Right. Yeah. You want somebody to do you right, so you want to return the favor, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, I called Alabama's coach, and I said, hey, here's what we're dealing with. I'm still working on it. You know, hang hang tight with me. And, you know, he was more than understanding, and, and they were great through the whole thing. And uh, once I called him and said, hey, we're a go, you know, they were ecstatic. They were ready to get on the bus and come down, so – Good. Well, they came down and they took three L's here in the Oklahoma City area because on Thursday night they lost to UCO three to nothing. And I, I think the best, um, the 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 best way we can describe that Thursday night game was that it was a sluggish. It was kind of a rusty game for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, UCO jumps out to a two to nothing lead really quick in the first period, and then. Um, it was just kind of a slog from there on out. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, what one one slashing penalty in the in the first period on UCO, nothing on either team in the second, and then uh, what they take three penalties in the third. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of a back and forth, just kind of like you said, good description, just kind of sluggish. Yeah, it looked like both teams were just trying to shake off the cobwebs and uh, get rid of some of that that holiday rust, and yep. um, it was kind of a you know, UCO had some big games coming up the next day, and Alabama was, you know, just getting off the bus. So it, it was. It just seemed as if there was a lot of, um, um, a lot of distractions, a lot of uh, uh, just. It was a very sluggish, yucky looking game. UCO yep. scores a power play goal there in the third and puts it away, but it was uh, a three to nothing win for UCO, and Alabama starts the weekend off with an L. Yes, they did. Yes, they did for sure. The interesting thing I thought out of the Thursday game was that UCO, they got themselves a goaltender. They added two people at the break, a goaltender and a forward. Um, number 17, uh, J- Jordan Scro is the forward. And number one, Doug Wakelin is the goaltender. And Wakelin comes to them from Western Michigan. And um, he comes right out first. They throw him right into the fire right from the jump. He's, mm. he's literally been in Edmond less than a week. He's starting a game, and then he throws a shutout. Not not too shabby of a start, huh? Not bad. And then Jordan Scro, he got onto the uh, got onto the score sheet with a with a with a penalty. But uh, anybody familiar with UCO and Oklahoma is very familiar with the Scro name because his older brother was the uh, one of the starting goal. Well, he was the starting goaltender for one of the original UCO teams, and uh, he and uh, he he had lots of battles with OU throughout the years. So the Scro name uh, comes back, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and Jordan, the one that's at UCO now, he played a, a year or two, maybe three of juniors here in Oklahoma City also. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm very familiar with that name. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, yeah. good. All right, and then Alabama on Friday and Saturday came left Edmond and came down to your place at the Blazers Ice Center, and they took two L's at your place. They lose both games 6-2. to two. Yes. Did anything exciting happen on Friday night, Andrew? No, Friday's Friday night game was I mean, it was pretty kind of kind of like Thursdays, just kind of a you know mundane, you know two to one after the first, and then uh, then OU comes out with a big third and scores three goals in the third period there, and uh, yeah, and then just kind of packed it in. Went uh, no neither team scored on the power play, so yeah, just kind of a mundane. What wasn't as close as the six two score sounds. They. Uh, OU was kind of all over them in the second and third period. So, 
Yeah, just kind of just kind of another mundane game. It was a boring game. OU has found some scoring, so good for Oklahoma. You've yes. tell, tell me, Andrew, you because I know some new bodies were added to the Oklahoma program over the holiday break. Number eighty-eight is Simon Weingartner. He's been on the roster, but we haven't seen him play. Yeah, he had a he had a he, he had an injury in practice first semester, so he hasn't been able to go until now. And then uh, there was a number nine, a kid named Sadler. Yeah, Logan Sadler. He's a new addition. And then uh, we've got a number four, Ethan McKinley. He is an NCAA D3 transfer for us. And then we have another kid, um, and I'm not even sure what number he's going to be wearing. He's a uh, Canadian university transfer. The uh, he, was, he was out sick, so he'll be back this week. And, yeah, we, we picked up some kids and... I think we'll. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll be decent this semester. Found some scoring. The uh, name of Oklahoma throughout the fall semester was uh, the the you know, tough blue collar team, but they'll uh, they had trouble finding the net. And apparently yep. against Alabama, both nights you found the net because you put up twelve goals each night. Yep, six six goals on Friday, all scored by different people. Yep. And then, uh, Andrew, what I was trying to lead you to was the fun, because on Friday night, it was a boring, boring, boring game to watch, unless you like Oklahoma scoring goals. Yep. But it was a boring game to watch. And then at the end, there was an all-out line brawl. <laughs> yes, and and not just a line brawl, like a all-out bench brawl between was, yeah, two, was, two was, benches. It was a bench brawl. It was something happened. Something happened late, um, and uh, one of the as, – as Oklahoma was gathering, you know, the final horn sounded. Uh, Oklahoma, you know, wins the game 6-2, to two, and they're gathering out in front of their bench to congratulate themselves on the goaltender. And I, I don't know if you guys were lining up to give the stick salute or what. But, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's where they were – I think that's what was attempting to be, to, to be started there. Red number, red number six from Alabama <laughs> jumps, into the, jumps into that pile – Yes, he did. Of Oklahoma players and starts wailing. I think it was on white twenty-seven. Yeah, I don't, and I've watched the video. I can't tell if it's twenty-seven or if it's eighteen. Well, he he, he jumps into the mix and starts <laughs> an all-out fracas. And I don't. I've got you know I've got a bunch of choir boys in my locker room and on my team. Uh huh. And I don't know why they took exception to that kid doing that, but. But they did for some reason, and man, they let them have it for sure. And then the referees get in, or the the game officials, uh, the yeah, ref, and the, they they got in and they tried to square it away, and then um, uh, and then unbeknownst to them, a secondary fight starts up on the yeah, other side of the on you know not on the bench side of the ice, but on the uh, spectator side of the ice. And uh, Red 88 is going to town. He jumped White 8, who yep. was trying to get off the ice, it looked like. And White 8 made him pay for it and made him yes, eat a, about five or six rights. And all of a sudden, we have a full-on another scrum. And it was just... Yep. I, had, I had front row seats to that one. That was, that was good stuff. I'm telling you what, Andrew. I'm, I'm sitting there watching this, and, and I'm just <laughs> thinking to myself, the game is over. You have another game tomorrow. Get the guy's number and get him tomorrow. Why are we yeah. Why are we freaking are we out on him now? Why are we doing it now? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, so a six to two Friday night butt kicking literally turns into uh, two DQs for Alabama, one DQ for Oklahoma, and high expectations for the Saturday game. And boy, the Saturday game couldn't have been any more boring. Oklahoma puts the game away with four four goals in the second, two more in yeah. the third. They were three for three or three for uh, five on the power play. That would say three for five on the power play. Just they, uh, just took it to Alabama, and yes, they did. the the ball game was over by the end of the second period. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, the first period was on Saturday was you know a lot of a lot of physical, you know, a lot of hitting, a lot of you know. I'm not going to say cheap shots, but some liberties were being taken in the first, so there wasn't a lot of hockey being played. Some lingering emotions from the previous night. Yeah, that's a good description for it. And then, uh, you know, Coach Miller came in and uh, and uh, kind of let the boys know, hey, enough. Now we're now we're here to do a job. Let's go out and finish it. And uh, and that's what they did, right? They, I think, what they do score three goals. Four goals in the in the second there, and then two or so in the third period, I believe. So. Yep, yep. It's one of those deals, Andrew, where 
you know, you expect Armageddon to break out and it's nothing but guys throwing lollipops and daisies at one another. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's those games where uh, you expect it to be nothing but, uh, you know, unicorns and rainbows. And that's when, you know, all hell breaks loose and, yes. you know, Godzilla emerges from both benches. <laughs> that's right. That's and, right. And uh, uh, so I think the first period, it was 0-0. And like you said, there was a lot of, uh, you know, cheap junk going on but uh, yeah it, it had the makings to get ugly quickly right it, it could have but i think i think everybody also knew that they were being they were under a very 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 heavy microscope yeah they were being watched by more than three sets of eyes on the ice and uh so and, and nothing happened so you yep. know, to that and, and anyways anyways so alabama goes oh for oklahoma and uh as you uh, astutely predicted um, Oklahoma comes away with a sweep. And Nostradamus, <laughs> yes, indeed. And uh, UCO <laughs> takes care of Alabama. Now, UCO also played. They played on Friday, Saturday. They hosted Alabama. Uh, they hosted Alabama. They hosted <laughs> Iowa State. Number three in the country, Iowa State, came down to play number six, UCO. And if you remember, uh, when UCO went up to Ames, Iowa State beat uh, earlier in the season. Iowa State beat them twice up there. Yep. And uh, UCO returned the favor to these guys on uh, Friday and Saturday, winning 6 to nothing on uh, yes. Friday night in a 4-3 to three overtime thriller on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, no, UCO just kind of just took it to them on Friday, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, Two, mean, two to nothing. Smokes. Two to nothing after one. But the thing that the thing that threw it, there was a scrum in the second period with about. Yep. Oh, what six minutes into the into the second period, and uh, an Iowa State kid was throwing punches, and a UCO kid was eating them, and it turned out that um, uh, the and, and there was also there was a bunch of face masks and all that kind of stuff going on at the same time. In the uh, as it turned out, uh, UCO was on a five-minute power play and they, made, they I, made him pay made him pay went three for three on that power play right there yes yes three three of the four goals in the second were power play all they, scored uh, on that major on that with with iowa state down on this you know killing the major and they yep i you know central oklahoma to their credit man they they had that power play working it's amazing i mean it's i mean you know it's you know look at oklahoma you know, what do we always say? You live and die by the sword. You live and die by the power play. Well, you, both teams got it done this weekend and look at the result, right? In, in, in you got to think, and this is just me, you got to think that um, UCO was helped by playing Alabama the night before. They shook off the rust. Yep. Iowa State was still, you know, this was their first game back. And so they were still, they were, you know, in the midst of that rust. And so UCO just took full advantage of it and did not let up to their credit. They didn't let up. I mean, that's the thing I like about UCO. Sometimes they get, they get, uh, you know, their boot on your neck and they just do not let up. Hey, anytime, and you'll probably agree with this and you, and you don't have to say anything. Anytime you can take it to Iowa state, you better, right? <laughs> you better, because if you don't, what happened on Friday on Saturday will happen to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come back and get you. UCO has a three to one lead late in the game, and damned if Iowa State doesn't score two goals. The tying goal scored with two point four seconds left on the clock to take a three to one turn a three to one UCO game into a three to three tie. And uh, fortunately for the Broncos, they took advantage of a bad change and a great uh, a great pinch up along the wall, and uh, or not a pinch because that that implies a defenseman came down to pinch. This was just a check. A UCO guy checked the Iowa State guy up on the wall and took the puck away from him, turned it into a two on zero breakaway, and um, uh, two on zero with it's a two on zero breakaway during a three on three five minute overtime. How about that? Yeah, how does how do you let that happen? The the thing I'm that I notice here going through the score sheets and all that is it is UCO got a lot of scoring from a lot of different people this weekend, right? So that's gotta that's gotta make Coach Rivera happy. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, so UCO with takes advantage of that two on zero breakaway, puts the game away, and uh, takes two games from Iowa State. Now that that game on Saturday will go into the eyes of the for the computer ranking. It'll go in as a 3 to 3 tie. Yeah. But um, you know, one team skated off celebrating and high as a kite and the other one uh, skated off, you know, down in the dumps because they just lost their second game in Oklahoma. 
So sucks to be them. Sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, hey, uh, the other games were out in Arizona. Minot State, as we already talked about, they uh, had some uh, flight issues due to COVID and yeah. due to cancellations and whatnot. But they figured it out. They know what's going on. They figured it out. They found the way to go out to Phoenix. They played Grand Canyon on Thursday night. They played Arizona on Friday and Saturday. They beat Minot's Grand a well-oiled machine. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They beat Grand Canyon four to nothing on on Thursday night and. You know, I think the key to this whole podcast, maybe this is like, you know, our podcasts are like slogs anyways, right? (laughs) Having to listen to us, jibber jabber, or me. But um, Minot was clearly, it was zero to zero after one, and then Minot just punched in a pair of goals in each of the next two periods. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, Minot was clearly they were still on their travel legs, and it was you know thank goodness I guess in their for their sake they were playing Grand Canyon. Um, who's, you know, okay, but they're ranked 38, 39. No, they're ranked number 29. Yeah, I was going to say, they should be top 30, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but still, it's number two against number 29. Um, but the thing I found weird about this, and, you know, we don't talk about Minot very much, is we usually view them as a more of a defensive team, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, maybe we could go back through the records this season and look, but they fired 54 shots on Thursday night. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, ah, that's got to be a typo, you know? Nope. Yeah. But man, they fired the puck, that's for sure. See, and the thing that stood out to me, Andrew, on that was just what you talked about that they're defensive. It wasn't that yeah. they shot 54 shots, it was that they allowed 27 shots. 27, yeah. It's, it's almost like a different Minot team, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because usually they're, they're one of these teams that just smothers you and oh, does not yeah. let you get any, uh, they it's don't awful. give you any room in that offensive zone. Yeah, they, if you get to the offensive zone, right? Because they usually they usually run that track through the neutral zone that nobody can get through. And then when you, like you said, when you do get to the offensive zone, they're just smothering on you. Yep. And you can't do anything. Yep. So, uh, so Minot wins on a Thursday night against Grand Canyon, and then they traveled down I ten to uh, Tucson, and they played uh, the number sixteen team, uh, the U of A Wildcats, down at the TCC, and they win both of those games. Uh, but these games were, were a lot tighter. Uh, three to one was the score on Friday night, and then on Friday afternoon it was a three to two heartbreaker. Uh, it was a win for Minot, but a heartbreaker for U of A because the final goal was scored with a minute nineteen to go in the game. So just when it looks like you're you're possibly gonna maybe take the number three or no, the number two team in the nation to overtime, you yeah. know they just really come and awful. rip your heart out with a minute nineteen yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, still a ton of shots on Friday. You know, maybe maybe this is a new age Minot team that we're dealing with here. Well, a ton of shots, and they don't give up. They only give up, what, 18 shots on Friday and 15 yeah, on nine. on Saturday. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, yeah that's right, 19, on, 19, 19 and 17. And 17. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It, it, it really is. And, um, you know, Minot's, Minot's good. Minot's very good. And, uh, what, they went two for three on the power play on Friday, and they scored, what, uh, well, they didn't. They didn't score any power play goals on Saturday. Yeah, but, nothing uh, on Saturday. Yeah. They just ground the 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 thing that stood out to, or not that stood out. One of the things that stood out to me, Arizona's playing with a. Uh, there's some names missing from the lineup, and whether that's due to academics or whether that's due to uh, COVID, I, I don't know. But there were some names that were uh, were missing. And so I think they were playing with a, a slim lineup, and the fact that they held them, that they you know were competitive with, uh, heck, they had the they had a lead after one period, yeah, on, on both nights. Yep. And you know those are even though you lost both games. I mean, I know that Coach Berman doesn't take uh, you know one of these uh, moral victory type things, but uh, you can't you know losing three to one and then three to two is i mean losing sucks period yes <laughs> but there's no doubt but i mean losing by a one goal and by two goals to the number two team in the nation is uh, not too bad we've we've seen some other teams out there some good teams that just get pasted by minot yes you know, 11 to one you know uh seven to nothing and that didn't happen here so uh Anyways, let's hope that Arizona gets their issues worked out in terms of their their manpower in uh, whether it's injuries, COVID, or or whatever. Because the, later on in the season, I think they go to Minot. Oh, uh-huh. oh, oh! You go to Minot and like 
September, October. You don't you don't go to Minot in January, or February. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a reason they go to Arizona right now, right? Because yeah. they're freezing their chaps off. Oh man, there's there's yeah, you don't go to Minot this time of year. That's for sure. <laughs> Holy moly! I thought I saw that and I thought, hmm, there's something wrong here. But whatever. Oh, could you imagine? No. Well, I mean, we can't imagine. We've been there, done that, right? I've I've been there once. Oh, I've been there man. once, and it was everything I dreamed it to be—just an absolute winter hellscape. Are you, are you talking? On, are you talking about the uh, going to mine? Dream everything you could dream of. Are you talking about the midget wrestling in the in the parking lot, or what? <laughs> <laughs> is that where? Is that what you're going to? Oh no, no, that that was just an extra added bonus. I'm just talking about the 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 snow blowing sideways as you're, and you oh. can't the fact that you can't see the bus from the from the arena when you're trying to just pack out the bus well I'll, you know what the fact that you have oh, to shovel the bus out from the when you go there for your for your pregame skate and then you have to before you leave you have to go outside with a shovel to shovel out the uh, the rear axles so that your bus can get going that's because so much snow has fallen in the hour and a half you were inside in the morning uh, i am telling you what we need to apologize to the fine folks of minot north dakota right now oh no why because it's only 40 degrees there. It's only four degrees colder than what it is in, in Norman, Oklahoma, where oh, wh- you and I are right now. Whatever. whatever. Uh, hey, you, just wait, you just wait until tomorrow. It's probably <laughs> going to be you know, negative 20, and the, uh, the abominable snowman will be walking around there like it's on at the beach. Well, let's see if I can get this stupid computer. I'm going to pull up the 10-day for you just to see. Now we're turning this into a weather podcast. Good Lord. <laughs> the, WC, the W is, is now for weather. Oh, what's, well, what the hell's going on here? You know, Andrew. Oh, oh, yeah. The bottom falls out on Friday, 17 and 5. Come on. Okay. See? Oh, oh. Now, you were, oh. you, were, you were trying to paint Minot as some rosy vacation spot. <laughs> Next Saturday, the 22nd, 7 and 0. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's mm-hmm. not made out for, that's not made for guys cut out like me. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, all right. I don't have the insulation for that one. Yeah, hey, same here. That, there's there's a reason. <laughs> there, there's a reason why uh, why why I'm down here, and it's uh, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. It's 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 because all that all that hellishness stuff is up there. I can't. Yes. I, no, I can't do that. Mm-mm, I'm out. 100. percent I'm out. Tapping out. All right, hey, Andrew. Let's uh, let's hear a horn, and I'll hit some other goofy buttons. We'll come back and uh, we'll, let's talk about. Uh, some other stuff, maybe take a quick look at maybe what Nationals looks like and talk about some upcoming games, get some uh, predictions from you. Sound good? Sounds like a great idea. Here we go. One, drop your glove. Two, catch the jersey. Three, over the head. And where I'm from, we call this the Inglewood Jack. What I say? That's the way, Inglewood Jack. Yeah. Inglewood Jack. Couple of dangles, celebrate the biscuit a little. Couple of toeies. Don't you want to hit the net, Ferda? Don't be an idiot, Schmel. It doesn't count unless you go Pardonsky. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do let's that do hockey. hockey. All right, Chancellor Rapper, let's do that hockey. Andrew, let's blow through this really quick. The WCHL yep. standings, they haven't changed since we talked last uh, in December. Uh, Nevada, Las Vegas is on top uh, with uh, by a point. Missouri State and Central Oklahoma are right behind them. Uh, in second place in a tie, Arizona is in fourth place. Utah fifth, Arizona State sixth. Colorado, Grand Canyon, Colorado State, and Oklahoma round out the WCHL. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because with COVID canceling games, I put everybody on notice, and I think we yep. talked about this last week, put everybody on notice that um, if some conference games get get canceled, we're going to have to go to win percentage or points percentage and not straight points. So um, anyways, but that's where things stand there in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. The rankings, the men's Division One rankings are still the same as well from December the 15th. I'm going to look really quick at my computer to see if uh, tomorrow's rankings have landed. They have not. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. But I'm expecting them later on tonight. Um, yep. So yep. let's see hopefully, here. Hopefully it shakes things up a little bit here. Which should. I, I, I have a funny feeling Lindenwood will still be number one. In fact, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure they will be since I've been told they are. 
Um, but uh, in the most recent rankings before the uh, Christmas break, Nevada, Las Vegas, from the let's just go through the Western Collegiate League teams. Nevada, Las Vegas was number four. Central Oklahoma, number six. Yep. Missouri State, number 10. Then we have Arizona, 16. Utah, 18. And Arizona State was 25. The other four teams, Grand Canyon, as we said, was 29. Colorado, 30. Number 37 was Colorado State. And Oklahoma was number 38. Yep, yep, yep. Now, we don't have the official's Nationals preview, Andrew, um, put out by uh, by our commissioner, Brian Moran. So I just kind of did a really rough, uh, uh, really rough look at the standings and how things are. Yep, yep. And um, it looks as if we're going to have right now, if, well, here, let's let's go through this. Okay, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have eight conferences that have auto bids to nationals. The CHMA, that terrible Pittsburgh League. The ECHA, the crappy uh, Philadelphia League. Um, the ESCHL, that's the one that's up and down the Eastern Seaboard, Delaware, Stony Brook, that kind of thing. Yep, They're yep. okay. Uh, the Great Lakes League, GLCHL, that's the one with Adrian and Davenport and uh, Oakland. Uh, they're okay. Then we have my B Conference, MCH. The terrible New York League, the NECHL, the team that doesn't want to fly out to uh, Colorado. Um, and then we have the ARS, the Western Collegiate League, and then the WAC, the WHAC, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Well, that rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? It's the, the WAC, WAC. Anyways, with those, um, right now, if you to take the highest ranked team out of those uh, eight conferences, yep. seven of those seven of those auto bids are already in the top twenty. And the only which one that's nice. yes, which means they're not going to bump anybody. The only bump right now would be if you take the highest ranked team. And I understand just because you're the highest ranked team doesn't mean you're winning the conference, right? Um, but it's you know it's fairly likely it's a good chance. Um, the only it's that ECHA, the terrible Pits, uh, Philadelphia League, William Patterson, and William Patterson right now I believe is ranked 39th. Oof. And so they would eat a spot. They would bump number 19 Aquinas out of the uh, Nationals field. And uh, so Niagara at number 20, they're from that terrible New York League. Um, they would move up to 19 and William Patterson would go in at 20. So 20, the, yep. the top four would be Lindawood, Minot, Iowa State, and Nevada, Las Vegas. Those four would get buys. Um, and then we have, uh, we'd have Liberty, Central Oklahoma, Adrian, Indiana Tech, Maryville, Missouri State, Jamestown, and Illinois. Those teams would play on Saturday. That would be a Liberty, Illinois, a Central Oklahoma, Liberty, Illinois matchup, a Central Oklahoma, Jamestown matchup, an Adrian, yep. Missouri State matchup, and then an Ooh, Indiana Tech, uh huh, and then an Indiana Tech, Maryville matchup. Mm. Now, Adrian, Missouri State had a classic down in Frisco a couple years ago, remember? Yes, they did. So, uh, and then uh, 13 through 20 would play, and that would be uh, Stony Brook, Pittsburgh, Ohio, Arizona, Michigan, Dearborn, Utah, Niagara, and William Patterson. So that would be Stony Brook versus William Patterson. Pitt, yeah, more. Yep, exactly. Pitt versus Niagara. Mm-hmm. Ohio versus Utah. And yeah. Arizona versus Michigan, Dearborn. So there'd be, there'd be two good games there, the Ohio, Utah, Arizona, uh-huh. Michigan, Dearborn. Those yeah. are two good games. Yeah. I mean, and, and there'd be just going off. Uh, it, it, now, granted, this is the Nationals preview as we sit here on January the 11th. Yeah. It's obviously going to change. Yeah. But let's just go through it. Uh, this would be Maryville's first time being into real Nationals, not counting last year. Um, Utah's first time being at Division One Nationals. It would be William Patterson's first time being at Division One Nationals, and uh, you know I think it would be a couple of other new teams that didn't make it the year before, like Niagara. Yep. Um, Pitt didn't make it the year before. Um, Jamestown. Well, maybe Jamestown. I forget. Uh, yeah, Jamestown made it. Jamestown was in uh, Frisco, weren't they? Were they? I knew they were in there the first time. I don't. Uh, I mean, the second time. I don't know they were in there the first time. Anyways. It's hey, it's it, it makes for some intriguing games and some yep. intriguing matchups and that's the fun part. You don't want to see any conference games or conference matchups in the first round of nationals. Um, and so far, we've avoided that. So let's hope we keep on avoiding that. But that would be nice because we would have five teams from the WCHL in the field of twenty. 
25 percent, not bad right i'll take it i'll take it that means that the podcast is doing something right that's right i i, <laughs> yes. I give you all the, the credit Andrew. Ever. i give yeah, you all the credit even though ever. your team's not there yet first time ever <laughs> thanks <laughs> even though your team isn't there i'll give you all the credit for the five others being there there you go there you go i like it all right we hey we have some up to, upcoming games this weekend are you ready i'm ready let's get your magic your crystal ball out the magic gate ball and see what it says thursday night jamestown gets the hell out of uh north dakota we've already talked about how sexy that's going to be um, oh yes so they're they're coming out at a good time they get down to grand canyon let's see here jamestown is doo, doo, doo. well it's not going to matter because the rankings are going to come out tomorrow and they'll be all yeah, over the place gonna, yeah they'll come out on wednesday and change everything up right yeah jamestown right now is 11 grand canyon's 29 who do you think is going to win that game oh you know what i'm i'm going with grand canyon on this one Woo! all righty all right um on thursday night we have two games which is kind of fun and they're both um western well they're they both involve western collegiate league teams only one of them is a wchl game though yep yep the other one's not counting towards the ranks that's right um thursday night we have uco is at oklahoma that's the non-conference game yep and we also have arizona at grand canyon that is a conference game so grand canyon will be just coming off uh, a game against jamestown and you say they'll win i think jamestown's a little tougher than that we'll see um but uh who do you got u of a at gcu and then uco at oklahoma and and andrew you know what that maybe that's a little unfair (laughs) for me to ask you to pick the uco ou winner because you are the gm for ou so I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to pick that because I don't want you to give any bulletin board material to one team or an, or I don't want you to you know make the other team in your own locker room mad because you picked if you picked UCO. So I'll just we'll just say that's a rivalry game and if things turn out go the rankings UCO should win it, but yep. I don't want I don't want to put you in a weird spot. So let's have you there, not there say you anything go. about that one. But so give me you uh, Arizona at Grand Canyon. Arizona Grand Canyon, if my memory serves me right, Grand Canyon usually gives Arizona some fits early on in the semesters like this. So I'm going to call an upset here. I'm going to call Grand Canyon again. Man, I'm telling you what, the Arizona guys are not going to like you at all. That's all right. That's all right. I'll give this some love later on. The, uh, the, 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 The booger bear is usually down when Grand Canyon goes to Arizona and plays them the first uh, game from the, in the spring semester. That's when Grand Canyon usually bites them. I'm going to say that yeah. Arizona is going to be fully well aware, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona just takes this one. All right, yeah, for, well, they should have a chip on their shoulder too, right? After after losing two to Minot, they'll come down with a little want to want to right the ship per se, right? You would think. You would think. You would think. All right, Friday and Saturday, we have four sets of games, two of them involving uh, uh, WCHL matchups. But let's start with the games that's coming to you. You have Men's Division Two Texas A&M coming to the Blazers Ice Center to take on your Oklahoma Sooners. I'm going to presume you're going to pick Oklahoma. I would think so, yep. If, uh, if they're prepared, they should be able to handle business here. Jamestown, on uh, after taking on Grand Canyon in Phoenix on Wednesday, they're going to head up to Las Vegas to take on UNLV on Friday and Saturday. And those should be two good games, number 11 against number four. I'm going to call a split. Split. We'll see if uh, Jamestown can have the discipline to hang with the uh, UNLV officials. Yep. <laughs> yeah, totally. That should be interesting. Um, and we'll see what kind of a hangover UNLV comes back with from the uh, from the holiday break. It seems, yeah. as, it seems as if the theme for this podcast is everybody's kind of, you know, getting off to a slow start. Yep, yep. So... Uh, and then the two Western Collegiate League matchups, we have Colorado at Missouri State. So the Buffs are heading off to uh, Spring Vegas to take on the Ice Bears. What do you see there? Oh, you know what? I think I had this marked down as a game to watch. Ooh. These are, these are league games, right? They are indeed. I think I had this when we did the uh, podcast back in December. Spring Ooh. games to watch? Bring games to watch because you know Colorado's tough and they could they could sneak in here at the beginning of the semester. And, but I'm going to go against my better judgment and say that this is going to be a Missouri State sweep. Yeah, you know, it, it, you would think that just from the rankings with Missouri State being number ten and Colorado being but, thirty. 
But Colorado, they play tough. They don't go away, right? They play tough, and both teams. This will be their first games back. So yeah, um, yes. so if they could, if Colorado is going to sneak one, this could be Friday night. Could uh-huh. be it, right? exactly. And then the last matchup uh, of the weekend, it's going to be Colorado State number thirty-seven heading down to play number six UCO at the at the um, uh, Arctic Edge Ice Arena. The Broncos in the Rams. Uh, what do you think there? Uh, this should be all uh, Central Oklahoma. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I see it. it again, if if the theme of this podcast holds holds true to form, CSU's yeah. first games back will be a little bit sluggish. UCO's this will be their fourth and fifth games back, and um, you know I guess the only possibility, or not the only, but a possibility would be if uh, UCO is you know coming off the high of beating Iowa State twice. Exactly. And overlooking exactly. CSU. But, yep, uh, yep. Could happen. But we'll see. Hopefully not. We'll see. All righty there, big man. Well, hey, uh, so let's recap it really quick. You have uh, Grand Canyon beating Jamestown on Wednesday night. You have Grand Canyon in a surprise over Arizona Thursday night. I gave you an out on Thursday, so you don't have to predict uh, <laughs> Oklahoma and Central Oklahoma. Although, if rankings hold the form, that would be a UCO win. And then you picked UCO to take two from Colorado State. You picked Missouri State to take take two from Colorado. You said Jamestown and UNLV will split in Sin City. And you said that your Oklahoma Sooners will beat the skating Aggies of Texas A&M. There you have it. You know, I didn't. I This is just me. I'm not a fan of Texas A&M because I don't, they're confusing to me. And I'm not talking about hockey. I'm talking about their school. Um <laughs> like are they a military school or are they a public university yeah it's weird right it is and we've got this whole gig of maggie's business and this male cheerleaders and doing chants and hand signals and you well know. then they've got that then they've got that weird parade on what is it friday night before football games where they dress up in weird costumes and yeah, and they do like, cheer practice, and, and they do, and they march through the streets of uh, the campus and all that, doing these weird chants. Yeah, it's, that's it's that, a little different down there. That's why I'm saying I, I don't I don't get the whole. Uh, if it's a military school, that'd be one thing, you know. And I'm not yeah. saying like a navy or an uh, air force. I'm talking like the citadel. The citadel we know is a military school. Um, but uh, yeah, this is you know I don't know if they've just got a complex or what, but uh, it's, a little and, it's confusing. And they think they and they think they're better, a little bit better than everybody else too. Well, right? that's 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 just Texas, period. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fill in the blank. Are you from Texas? Yeah. Yes, you think you're. Let's knock you down a few notches. You already think you're better than everybody else. Exactly. But that's just me. So and they don't listen to this podcast. They play in that. Uh, they play in a, a Division Two conference, the Texas Collegiate yeah. Hockey Conference, which was started by my friend, who's uh, Sean Boyle, who used to be the coach at A and M. Now he's up at Central Michigan. The TCHC is good, but they've got some really terrible teams in that conference. Yes, yes, they do. Texas A and M is the best of them. So uh, hopefully they'll yeah. hopefully they'll show yeah. up and give you guys a game. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Well, Andrew, what what else do you have going on? Do you have anything? Uh, have any surprises for us? Any over unders? Any uh, surprises? I, not surprises. You know I don't have any over unders for you, but I was going to ask you. Uh oh. On the on the TV front, was it you that mentioned watching the Righteous Gemstones? I did not mention watching the Righteous Gemstones. Well, I must have been talking to somebody else. You know, I. We had started watching The Righteous Gemstones, and I believe it's HBO Max that it's on. We had, we had started watching it probably a year ago, and then just kind of got sidetracked and forgot about it. And, oh my, we went back the other night, my wife and I did, and we started watching that again. And I am telling you what, it is absolute, pure, 100% comedic gold. I'm really? telling you, oh, it is absolutely hysterical. Interesting. <laughs> Oh, it is great. It is great. And and you could relate with it. And a lot of a lot of our listeners that are around the Oklahoma area could could relate to it just being in the Bible belt here, right? I, I totally you could relate. All right. All right. <laughs> well is, we'll have to check it out. It's good stuff though, uh, huh? Oh, it is comedic gold, I'm telling you. Right up my alley. <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> All right. Anything else uh going on there in your world or uh, you know what? The only other thing that I saw in it, and I read it on uh, the news just a little bit ago as I was waiting for you to call. Uh oh. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I got caught up to speed with the girl out in New Mexico that 
dumped the newborn baby in a trash sack and then threw it in a dumpster. Jumped out of her car and threw it in a dumpster. Yeah. You know, and I'm reading that story and I'm just like, man, like there are, there are so many other options out there these days that that an 18 year old girl can take and use to her advantage. That why do you stoop to that level? You know what I mean? Yep. It is. It is absolutely. You know, it's. You know, we we haven't. I haven't made any bones about it. Um, with us going through the adoption process and all that, currently, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know, there is somebody out there that would have taken that child and and done right by it. You know, and uh, and now this person has gone and scarred it. Luckily, the child survived the the ordeal, but. Now the child's got to live with the fact that it was thrown in a dumpster when it was just a couple hours old, you know? Yeah, well, hopefully uh, hopefully that, that'll be something that the, uh, the, the, the baby won't have to grow up with. And, you know, yeah. hopefully they won't get, uh, you know, they won't, uh, as you say, won't scar them. It won't be something that gets brought up. But, uh, yeah, what a yeah. sad deal. There's always a... Uh, there's always somebody out there that yeah. uh, is willing to willing to take on you know someone else what what someone else's problem is perceived to be a problem. There's always someone else willing to take it on and help out. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I just kind of just kind of going through the process. We are I read that story, and I was just like, I was just kind of taken aback by it. You know, just kind of oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially with uh, what what you and your you and your family are doing, as you say, you know, going through the adoption process yourself. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Well, we, uh, I have, I have, uh, I've got just a couple of things. Number one, we're doing this and I'm going to, Andrew, I'm just going to lay down so you can kick me for a little bit. Okay. We're doing this early <laughs> because I'm not going to be able to be around tomorrow night. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to a play. Oh. Get to go see dear Evan Hansen. Oh yeah. Do you want to go? No, I'd rather be kicking the nuts. <laughs> Well, I, I've, I think I've said this before on here. I've dragged my wife to around to enough hockey games and other sporting events throughout the year. She finally looked at me once and said, we're getting season tickets to the Broadway series that comes here. Yeah. And so we have season tickets. And uh, Wednesday night is our night. And um, so, yeah, Dear Evan Hansen is coming to town. So mm. that's where I'll be. I would, I'll probably have the Jamestown at Grand Canyon game going on on my telephone. <laughs> Well, you mean the play is not going to is not going to keep your undivided attention? Oh, probably not. Um, well, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a chance, but I'll probably have it oh. on so I can uh, check in every now and then. But um, anyway, so uh, so yeah, dear Evan Hansen is on my. Um, yeah, I I told my wife you did that. That yeah. you bought the season tickets to the to the plays down there. And oh, I hope I, I can. I hope our seats are are. I hope the seats next to us are available so that you and your wife can mm. can show up. Mm. she'd probably be all over that yeah thanks for that one by the way but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I quickly i quickly kiboshed i told the tickets were very very expensive <laughs> <laughs> it's why only the elite of the elite of oklahoma city were, were able to buy season tickets oh yeah so. yeah pinky's up that's us <laughs> yeah jeez <laughs> hey uh two other things and one that I, well you know what three other things um you you talked about a show that's on. You talked about the Righteous Gemstone, a um, a show that's on HBO, and that you have revisited and found. Someone turned me on to a show on Netflix, and I think I've, I might have talked about this before, but it's called Kim's Convenience. I don't. Yeah, it, I don't think so. It's incredible. It is absolutely hilarious. It's a. Uh, it's it's a. Uh, it's from Canada, so yeah. all you hockey nuts out there that want to. Uh, you know, ascribe to the Canadian lifestyle just because you like hockey, you can enjoy Kim's convenience. But uh, it's about a Korean family that has a convenience store in Toronto, and it's the tradi- <laughs> traditional father, uh, a very uh, r- traditional yet religious mother, and um, uh, a, a, a young son and a young daughter. And I say young, I mean they're like they're in college, but they're uh, you know they're more um, Western and uh, less traditional, and it's uh, it's a it's hilarious and it's nice and it's there's five seasons of it, yeah. Um, and uh, I've only made it through the first three seasons, but uh, they're they're half hour snippets and they're just great. That, see, that's why I like the half hour shows. Yep, yep. You can they're easily digestible, and uh, the Kim the the old man, uh, Mister Kim. 
Um, he's he's hilarious, and he's just you know he's a stubborn old guy. I mean, it's it's your typical sitcom junk. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, he's he's run he's running a convenience store, a little uh, bodega type thing, and uh, he's always just trying to make money, and uh, it's it's just hilarious. He's okay. See you. <laughs> and uh, it's I, I just love it. It's it's great. So my my good friend the wizard he turned me on to that one. Now he's also tried to turn me on to this other show that I haven't I haven't given it much of a chance. I've seen a couple of episodes and it's a YouTube thing. It's called Two Minutes to Late Night. And Andrew, you and I, we huh. like this band out there called Ghost. Yep. Uh, led by one of our friends from Sweden. And um, you know, he gets out there in a mask and everything. Well, this there's a, there's this guy on two minutes to midnight, two minutes to late night, I'm sorry, and it's kind of like a it's it's like Kiss meets Conan O'Brien um meets um oh i i don't i don't really it meets kind of uh like the between two ferns from uh um from uh of who's that zach galifianakis yeah it's got this guy who who dresses up or he doesn't dress up he puts on this paint on his face and he's uh he's the comedic he's he's the host and he has some he has some crazy um he has some crazy name. I forget his the name that his character is. It's like Mutoid Man or or something yeah. else. But he puts he talks to regular people, and um, you know wrestlers, guitar players, um, and, huh. and and it's and anyways, it's interesting. It might be an acquired taste, um, and I have to give it more of a uh, like like. How about this, Andrew? There's an episode out there called. You're, you're familiar with the band Gwar, G-W-A-R, mm-hmm. Gwar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys are just... Ugh. Meatheads. Yes. I mean, you know, and they're... <laughs> I, don't, I don't get them at all. They, they're, they're like Slipknot to the thousandth degree. Yes, yes. Um, I'm all about putting on a spectacle for a rock and roll show, but these guys take it a little too far, and I, I think that's their, their goal, right, is to push you into that level of uh, uncomfortableism. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no doubt. Anyways, on this two minutes to late night show, there's an episode called "Gore You Smarter Than a March Guy," <laughs> and I, I haven't watched it. I'm going to, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's a little bit of gore and a little bit of this guy, this mutoid man, and huh. anyways, it's uh, so so. Give it uh, oh, the guys. Oh, here it is. His name is Guarsenio Hall. <laughs> I mean, check it out. Two minutes to late night, and uh, uh, you can you can come back and uh, tell me all about it. I, you gotta you gotta laugh at some of the stuff people come up with. You know I, I can't. You know, the, the 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 wild stuff is Andrew. If you were to tell me to look at this, I would go, yeah, okay, that's kind of right up Andrew's alley, right? Yeah. If I were to tell you to look at it, I would go, well, that's probably right up Chris's alley. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we're just we're not hockey guys, right? We're just dopes. Yeah, that's right. We're not. We've been told a lot of times we're not hockey guys. Right? One of the smartest guys I know. The absolute. He's he's brilliant. He can run circles around me. He's 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 a brilliant mathematician. He's smart when it comes to logic, um, and he's just witty as all get out. And you would not think that <laughs> you would not think that he would debase himself by watching this two minutes to late night garbage. <laughs> But uh, but he he he's the one who turned me on to it. So, anyways, I'll uh, I'll check it out. He, and you he check it out. He calls me an ice cream, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, Next time Nationals comes to Texas, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to forget about that. <laughs> hey, the last thing is, um, uh, I, I'm I'm all in. I'm a you know me. I'm a I'm just a science fiction geek kind of person. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Disney Plus, they've got this thing out now called The Book of Boba Fett. And we're two episodes in. Another episode will actually drop tomorrow. I think since they drop episodes on Wednesday, I am all in, a hundred percent in. I've never, I've never was a Boba Fett freak. Um, I mean, he was, he was kind of uh, a fun little villain from The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I like how they're, I like what they're doing with these uh, Disney Plus shows where they're expanding into the um star wars universe and like the this you would you would think this is all about you know jo, uh, um uh, boba fett yeah and how he um you know how he's you know just a bounty hunter and he's going you know zipping around the galaxy just finding guys left and right like he did with han solo 
But um, no, this is more about, you know, right now it's about how he's uh, stranded on, you know, uh, the the original planet that we got introduced to, Tatooine, and how he's learning to live with the Tusken Raiders. And it's, uh, anyways, it, it, I'm enjoying huh. it. I'm enjoying it a lot. So uh, if you're a Star Wars freak like I am, and you enjoyed The Mandalorian and Rogue One and uh, some of those other offshoot movies that they've had, um, The Book of Boba Fett is definitely worth your while. Yeah, see, you're into that. And when we were at Disney, we went through the whole Star Wars land and all that. Yeah. That people were just, I mean, they're dressed in costumes to go over there. There's just people stacked on top of people. And I was the guy in the corner thinking, get me out of here. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say I would have dressed up uh, because that's not me at all. That's not me at all, but uh, I, I do enjoy the the storylines and learning about you know some of these lesser known characters and uh, kind of seeing where their stuff takes off too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got on one of those rides and I stand there and looking at my wife and I was like, "Oh my God, what is going on right now?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Andrew, it could be worse. You could be going to see Dear Evan Hansen. Well, you know, it could be. It could be. You know, I guess, Andrew, that, that's a question for you. What would you rather do, Star Wars at the uh, amusement park or Dear Evan Hansen? Oh, Star Wars at the amusement park, 100%. Oh, come on. See, <laughs> you you should you should go and uh, maybe read a book or something. Mm. Hey, by the way, I finished, mm. I finished that one book I was talking about last week, Fuzz by Mary Roach. It's uh, a very good book. It's interesting. Um, and now I'm on to uh, Slobberknocker by Jim Ross. <laughs> really uh, stepping it up there, huh? Well, you know, I'm going from uh, how to capture and kill animals, and how to uh, how you know how to learn to live with animals, and you know what happens when we try to introduce one species uh, of animal to uh, take out take out some predators. Now I'm into uh, WWE and WCCW World Class Championship Wrestling, Mid South oh, Wrestling. Yeah, really, really stepping it up on the intellectual skill. Don't you remember right? Cow- Cowboy Cowboy Bill Watts? I mean. Uh, don't you remember the Von Erichs and uh, Abdullah the Butcher and Haystack Calhoun and all those guys? That's yeah, like, I think all those guys were before my time. Oh, God. By the time I got around to where I could remember it, you know, it was, oh, what was it? Like Jake the Snake and, and that whole crew, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a Jake the Snake came from WCCW, World Class Championship Wrestling, live from yeah. the Sportatorium in Dallas, Texas, or, or live from the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. Whoa. Oh, what was it that, oh, what's the guy, uh, oh, that Jim Carrey did the movie about, Andy. Andy Kaufman, uh, that was. Uh, Kaufman, yes. Yeah, that was, uh, the, he was uh, Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> yes, Jerry Lawler, yes. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah, I was drawing a blank on his name, but yeah, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> that's, that's Jim Ross's announcing partner, or it was, in the uh, w, when, when they're at World Wrestling. Well, anyways, so, hey, I grew up. The I, most, well, so the most wrestling I ever got into. Uh-huh was celebrity death match on mtv oh god that was andrew fantastic. See, let me tell you <laughs> you know here we're, here we're talking about highbrow stuff like two minutes to late night and the mandalorian and whatnot and <laughs> all of a sudden it's beavis and butthead uh, I, I heard the beavis and butthead's coming back well they can't they killed the boys off no 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 i heard they're I, here i'm gonna look this up because while we were talking i remember seeing a tweet from mike judge that said beavis and butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on paramount plus mm. no exact what date a- yet soon but they need to get back in shape and there's a picture in fact it looks like mugshots of beavis and butthead when they're both in their uh like 40s and 50s <laughs> i'm telling you now, if you want to see a grown man just laugh as you know what off, throw an episode of Beavis and Butthead in front of me, and I am 100% in. Yeah, see, I've, uh, here we and go. I'm pretty sure it was you that turned me on to the Celebrity Deathmatch back in the late <laughs> 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> oh, go ahead and blame it on me. Yeah, go right yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was you. Like, hey, yeah, I think you even called me one night. Hey, you got to turn over to this. This is, this is actually fantastic. you got to check this out. Uh, oh, you're man. too much. Oh, you remember you'd sit there and you'd bet like, oh yeah, this guy he's gonna, this guy's gonna beat this guy, and this guy's gonna survive that guy. Oh yeah, man, yeah, it was it was great. Oh, they should bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's real life now. That's called like Bravo TV. Oh man, celebrity deathmatch. That who, was good stuff right who, there. Who was the? Uh... Who was the, uh, the the referee? Was an old boxing and Mills Lane was his Mills name. Mills Lane. Yeah, yeah. let's get they, it on. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then yeah, they had they had J R Ross up in the uh, in the calling it. 
who was with him up there in the booth in Celebrity Deathmatch? Um, I forget. I oh haven't. God, that, that was that was that was so many years ago. So many oh, years ago. That was, but that that, was that perfectly explains Andrew, the Man, Chris and Andrew dynamic. Andrew is all about Beavis and Butthead and celebrity dyna- uh, celebrity deathmatch, and here I am talking about Dear Evan Hansen and reading books and you know trying to grow your mind, and you're just uh-huh. laughing and giggling at burps and farts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. Br- I'm surprised you didn't bring up that supermodel that was making money off of uh, selling jars of her farts. She I had didn't to go. Know about it. Oh come on! She had to go to the hospital. She was so stressed out. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Serious. She would be doing like fifty jars a week. I mean, fifty jars a day uh, to sell to all of her uh, followers online. That's great. I don't know that if she's great. a Kardashian or what, but uh, Johnny Gomez was the other announcer on Johnny Gomez. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, gonna, you're gonna go down a rabbit oh, hole. Yes, I am. I'm getting. I'm closing my internet page down right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get the heck out of here. I just dropped some stuff on the floor. I got to go pick it up now. Let's get the heck out of here. Let's hope everyone stays safe and uh, COVID free. Yep. Watch out for yourself. Take care of others. Um, and hopefully, we'll get to see you at the rink here pretty soon. Um, follow the Western Collegiate Hockey League on Twitter at Western CHL. Follow the WCHL podcast on Twitter at WCHL Pod. We've had some pretty decent little uh, over the break. We've had what do we have? We had the goaltender from UNLV on Zach Wixon. Yep. We had uh, Louis Shakes from uh, or Shakes from uh, uh, Missouri State. He was on recently to talk about uh, well his his life, which is kind of he has he's got one heck of a story. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you can go back and listen to some of those podcasts if you missed them. Yep, yep, we've got some good ones on here. You can follow Andrew on Twitter at StickfordAM, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. He'll uh, have all the burps and farts and celebrity deathmatch stuff on there. That's right, that's right. Uh, I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. I'll probably have a bunch of uh, immigration and political junk on there. Um, you know, Dr. Fauci versus Rand Paul, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so if you're interested in uh, getting offended, uh, that, that's your cup of tea. And then, um, yeah, well, just everybody stay safe. And uh, we hope to see you at the rink uh, coming up here pretty soon. Andrew, I'm here. Let me make sure that the button I hit, I don't want to hit Clint Eastwood like I did that yeah. one time. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, I'm going to hit right. the button. All right, let's get out of here, folks. Be safe. Take care of each other out there. Hopefully you get to watch some good hockey this weekend. And we will catch you on the flip side.